Hello, and welcome to this episode review of The Real Superhero Project Review. I have not gotten into doing a proper intro for this show. Uh, the Real Superhero Project Review of Cowboys and Aliens. I am your host, Brandon Nichols. Um, joining me for this review today, uh, my guest is the uh, occasional co-host of the Entitled BS Podcast with me when Sam uh, decides to take a vacation for all of his hundred vacations he takes. Uh, he is a Kansas City Royals super big Kansas City Royals fan. Co used to do a podcast um, for how long, Jeff? Eight years. Eight years. The uh, what was the name of it? Now I feel like an idiot. I know the name of it. I did the logo for it. <laughs> Kansas City Baseball Vault. Kansas City Baseball Vault. Uh, he is a baseball stat nerd and one of the biggest comic book guys I know. Uh, one of my good friends, Jeff Herr. Jeff, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I am doing good. It's a Thursday night. I am so freaking happy tomorrow is Friday. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just, uh, we enrolled, I, I think I talked to, I think I know I talked to you about this a minute ago. I enrolled our, my oldest in high school today, which is just over a little overwhelming. My youngest into third grade. Um, we've decided, or we realized that the Austin's last year of school will be Logan's first year of middle school. And so wow. that's, yeah, it's just, there's a lot, you know, my kids going to be driving soon. That's it. You, you luckily still have about 10 years yes, before my that. oldest and my youngest is starting <laughs> kindergartens read only <laughs> child, but, uh, but starting kindergarten in the fall. So but are you both excited for that? Um, when I say both, I yes, mean you and yes your wife. And no, I mean like it's it's always exciting as they grow and, and tackle new things. And um, but we've had, we've really liked the uh, preschool that she's been in, and um, she's really liked it too. And she's made some really great friends. So it's it's sad to to see that you know as a parent where you know like there's a pretty good chance that she'll never see most of those kids ever again. So. Yeah. That's sad. But but the, I guess the good thing is now that she's getting closer to that, being able to read on her own, you got any comic book kids' comic books lined up for her or anything? Um, she have any characters she likes? I've thought about it. She, she, no, like, comic book character. Um, she loves Harry Potter. My, uh, my wife read all the Harry Potter books. She introduced her to Harry Potter, the movies. She loves those. We haven't watched all of them. Um because they get kind of scary. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I would told. I've only seen a few of them. But, um, and then she's recently got into My Little Pony. I know uh, they have comic books. Who's, and her, then, who's her favorite pony? Uh, Fluttershy. Oh, okay, I'll let that go. I, I'm a Rainbow Dash <laughs> kind of guy. Well, I, who is uh, your I, favorite pony? Because hasn't uh, um, Tara Strong, hasn't yes. she, she come does, to Planet Comic Con? She has, and she's done two of those she does two of those voices, I think. I don't remember. So I was, I was telling Jackie, my wife, I was like, if she comes back to, to Planet Comic Con, that, that'd be a fun thing to take Millie to go see her and be like, that's, I think she does Twilight yeah. Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle. Rainbow Dash, maybe? Or, or not, definitely Twilight. She does Twilight. It's not Rainbow Dash. It's the, um, I think she does the, my wife would kill me for not remembering this. I, we haven't actually watched it in a while, but for a while, both of my, both of my sons we're huge My Little Pony fans, and yeah. I was one of those. I came home one day and I was like, "Really? Yeah, all right." So I sat and watched it with her, and I'm like, or with with my wife, but without the kids, and I was like, "All right, this is somewhat entertaining. I can get behind this." Yeah, it's a it's a deep 
show like there's lore and there's all kinds of stuff and like randomly millie will just my daughter's name is millie she'll just sit there and she'll be like daddy you know fluttershy did this but then they went to this land and then so and so did this and then there and i'm like oh my god this is some deep stuff going on here i can see why she likes it i i tell everybody that if they were to watch i think the first three full seasons they could easily be able to tell that my wife is pinkie pie like from start to finish when you, if you actually get to know my wife and she's doesn't like stay all clammed up and reserved, she is Pinkie pie from start to end. It's nuts. Like I will watch an episode with her and stare at her. Like really? And she's like, what? You. <laughs> um, so today we are reviewing Cowboys and aliens. Uh, Jeff, did you seen this before we did the review or her, had you read the comic or anything? Um, bits and pieces. I I had seen, I never read the comic. Honestly, I did not know it was a comic book until um, watching the movie, the opening uh, credits of it. It had, you know, based on the Platinum Studios. Thing. I was like, what? And so I actually, so I looked it up. I did not realize. But um, when it came out originally, years away, year was it 2014 ish? No, it came out in 2011. 2011. 11, okay. Couldn't remember which one. But uh, I, I remember I had rented it because I wanted to see it. That's like Cowboys and Aliens right up my right. Uh, right up my alley. And I never got to see it in the theater. I rented it when it came out, and then I like fell asleep while watching it on like on demand or something. Never ended up finishing it. So <laughs> bits and pieces because I have this problem where like I'll, I'll stay up late playing video games, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm not feeling too bad. I can watch a movie, and I start a movie at like 1 a.m. on a you oh, know, Friday night or Saturday night or something. And time to start a movie. <laughs> naturally, I never make it through. So that's um, what happened with that Cowboys and Aliens, and then I never finished it. But so I have finished it now. What What is a very interesting story for me for that is um, that came out the same year that myself and my uh, my friend Ryan went to San Diego Comic Con, and in the same time we had we won free tickets to go see the the big premiere at San Diego Comic Con while we were there. And while we were there, we were like all jazzed for it. And then we casually walked by the Marvel booth and somebody was like, somebody at that was working the Marvel book or booth goes, Hey, uh, you guys, Marvel fans. And we're like, yeah, you know, we're looking forward to all this stuff. He goes, well, I'm, I'm telling few people that at X time over at this theater, uh, we're going to show captain America for the first Avenger. And we were like, oh. we kind of <laughs> looked at each other and went, Captain America, Captain America. Yeah. So we went and saw that. So I, it was like one of those, like, oh, I'll see Cowboys and Aliens later. And then I never saw it. <laughs> and, then and then later was 10 years. Later was <laughs> later was 10 years. And so then I started doing some research, like, because I was, like, wondering about the comic and the, or the graphic novel and all this other stuff. And doing some research, I found out some very interesting things. For instance, I, and I don't know how much you read, were you aware that they signed the movie deal before the comic was written? No, so these guy, this guy, these couple guys, and I don't have their names in front of me. I'm not going to delve too far into it. They came up with the Uh, uh, Fred Van Lente is one. I only know because I recognized it because he's done a ton of work for Marvel. Well, he has, but he's the thing. He was hired by the guy that came up with the idea for it. Oh, so so this this gentleman came up with the idea for it, um, pitched it to all the movie studios. Universal bought the rights to it, and then he hired people to write a comic book. And so they made they made the the graphic novel, and I'll tell you if you go through and look at the the summary and the crux of the graphic novel, it does not sound good. 
And I was like, this does not look like anything I would really be interested in. Yeah. And then once I watched the movie, I realized that it was vastly different. And they, they kept very few things from the, from the actual comic. I was just fascinated by this guy. I was like, oh, I've got this idea about cowboys fighting aliens, which is a good premise. Just my opinion. Like, how would, yeah. the, how would that have happened? And then let's, uh, let's pitch it as a movie before we ever actually write the graphic novel. And then just hire somebody to do it. And then it's, it's just that easy, huh? And then another, another thing I had read in, in all my research was that, so, you know, you, you buy graphic novels, you know how much mm-hmm. they're genuinely or generally priced somebody, or I guess there's a, a theory that in order to make it look more popular than it was and to boost the sales, they released the graphic novel for five bucks so that their sales would look great. Yeah. The, uh, the old, uh, Nintendo Switch eShop approach. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, I just thought that was really interesting. But I was, so I was, I was actually really excited to finally watch the movie. And I was like, all right, let's watch this movie. Because I like, I like Daniel Craig. I like Harrison Ford. I like, I'm like, you start actually looking, like, I missed Sam Rockwell was in the movie. And I'm like, okay, there's a really good list of movie yeah, actors this is here. An ab- it's an absurd cast. And I have to, I had to kind of check myself because I was like, okay, 2011, a lot of these people weren't quite as famous and high level as they are now. You know, like right. Sam Rockwell won an Oscar last year, but, uh, or two years ago, but, you know, 2011, he wasn't quite that guy yet. Right. But still, you know, Sam Rockwell, like Walton Goggins was the same way. Like he was, you know, known kind of at the time, but not super huge. But he was in there. Olivia Wilde, obviously. Daniel yeah. Craig, Harrison Ford. And Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford were, were megastars by then, of course, as James right. Bond, Han Solo, Indiana Jones, of course. But um, yeah, and even like just some kind of some bit players like Clancy Brown, who I love because he does all kinds of voice work for lots of animated shows that I like. Right. And um, he's been in a lot of movies. I mean, Shawshank, Carnival, like tons of stuff. So um, even stuff like that uh, is just, I was like, man, it seemed like every time they introduced a new character, I was like, I know who that person is. And, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, um, uh, shoot, the, the Harrison Ford son, um, uh, Paul Dano. Oh, Paul Dano, um, he, the penguin. He's, he's, yeah, he's uh, or Riddler, Riddler, Riddler. Riddler. Riddler in the That's next, right. Uh, Batman movie. I mean, just a crazy good cast. Yeah, because that, that was the other one. Because I remember when Paul Dano's name popped up, I went, "God damn, he's in this too." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Yeah, it's nuts. <sighs> so, uh, <clears throat> All right, so really good cast at the time. Yes, it was. I was just I, and I was really surprised. Sam or Sam. I did it again, didn't I? Every time. Every, every time, time I'm on your show, you do this. I will. I swear to God, I will never do that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff, hit me with it. Let, let's hear your let's hear your review for Cowboys and Aliens. All right. So subtlety is an art form in films, and it's one that's really hard to nail down, but it certainly lacks no amount of effort through the course of film history. But none of that effort was expended uh, to include Cowboys and Aliens. Just as its name suggests... It's not subtle. We're introduced to cowboys, and then shortly after, you guessed it, they're aliens. It's a movie that occasionally shoots for something more, like what would it be like to really have aliens rip apart families in the Old West? But they're only short asides on the road to more cowboys and more aliens, and that is not a bad thing. I like that. That was good. (laughs) 
Thanks. Um, all right, mine. I, I think we're about the same. You, I think a little bit more praise than I have, but here, my here is my my review for Cowboys and Aliens uh, with a thankful reimagined story that barely resembles the lackluster graphic novel it is based on. Cowboys and Aliens delivers the typical star-studded summer action flick you would expect. It also brings with it the familiar feeling that most uh, film about. Film adaptations do from written media in that it would seemingly work better if it was an extended episodic miniseries uh, than eventually it did as a full-length movie. The acting is good, the action is fun, but even my normal suspension of disbelief was pushed a little too thin by the time the movie was over. Fair enough. I uh, don't, uh, don't disagree with anything you said. The um, I think my biggest complaint in terms of like what I'm, the thing with the suspension of disbelief, look, I watch comic book movies. I get it. Yeah, this guy can't really fly. Like, there's things you have to let go of. Um, mm -hmm. But I felt like going into that final battle when they go to go, you know, rescue everybody. The, yeah. I feel like they didn't bring as many people as I saw die. <laughs> and, and I, uh, okay. I watched. I, 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 point, I didn't really think about that, but I, you're right. I looked at my wife and I'm like. First of all, I felt like they also recycled several deaths, like quick shots because of how fast they were. But I, I was just like, you know, there weren't that many Indians that were helping. I didn't feel like, like from the crowd shots they showed. Mm -hmm. And that one group of guys that they brought back from his old gang, there wasn't that many of them. And I'm pretty sure I watched that number of people twice over brutally get demolished by these aliens and I was like not to mention as violent and as quick as they were able to kill and a couple of these gunshots I just didn't feel I was like okay yeah they uh, I was like let it go <laughs> they went to go collect the uh the old gang um of ragtag guys or whatever and there was like six or seven still there when they showed up at the camp. But then, yeah, when they roll up to the end fight, there's like a legion of them behind. Oh, right. Like, Where did these guys come from? Because the ground's vibrating, and that's how they know people are coming. And yeah. they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> but it, it does it does definitely have that, hey, here's your big summer flock, blockbuster with two huge names attached to it. And it's fun. It is what It does what I think it was trying to do as you put there were cowboys and there were a lot of aliens and that was about it i was like i said i was a little thankful that it didn't follow the the summary of the graphic novel like names were a lot not only were names changed like they're just there was just a lot of a lot different <laughs> and i was yeah. like they kept the base the basic crux of there was cowboys saving people from aliens so um any other thing honestly, you want for me the the, the most interesting part which is it wasn't even really a like stated part of the of the movie or plot, but just <clears throat> the most interesting part was that in the 1800s in the Old West, they would not have known the word aliens. They wouldn't have known what that meant, especially in the context of spaceships and all that stuff like right. we do in modern day. So they couldn't use that word when they were making the movie. And... Uh, I was thinking that in my head. I was like, they wouldn't know what aliens is. Are they going to actually let them use the word alien? And they never did to their credit. And it was like, they called them demons or monsters, right. or whatever it was. So uh, I thought that was funny. I was like, what, how are they going to try and show these people coming to grips with like, what the hell's happening when they don't have the knowledge or even the um, imagination that right. we do 
to know, you know what, now because right, even so. like hg wells and war of the worlds and stuff that was still you know post wild west america so they still wouldn't even even from a just purely imaginative standpoint they wouldn't have that so i thought that was kind of fun to to see how they navigated that aspect for the whole movie but i mean that's such an infinitesimal part of the movie that if that's the most interesting part then you can kind of <laughs> The um, I thought the I thought the way they showed the alien technology was cool. I really liked the the ships, the like the way they were flying, and like the part where they just kind of comes like a bug and just rears. Yeah, I yeah. was like, I remember I was like, yeah, that's a cool like concept for the idea of how a spaceship would work, especially an alien based one. But like at the same time, I'm like, how is that possible? Could we build a ship that does that kind of? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, John Carter. You've seen that they have similar type of spaceships with like those multi-tiered kind of like dragonfly right type wings yeah it's really cool yeah no that's that the scene where um they were all working or when they were guys so they were being chased away by his old band and they start you know the ships start coming in at him and chasing him that yep. first shot of it coming in and this screeching to a halt next to it i was like well, that was badass looking. I really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like yeah, that's some really cool. Because another thing that we haven't mentioned, when we talk about the Star Study cast, but it's directed by John Favreau too. Right. You know, he of you know Marvel fame, and that was you know after he had he had even gotten into um, Marvel directing. Yeah, because he started was, the, the MCU. Yeah, that Iron was that Man. was post Iron Man. So um, so he knows how to direct a set piece, and they were all those were all done very well yeah i will say that and and not to mention i, w- I also give a shout out to the the cgi and graphics or whatever weren't horrible like just talking yeah. about how the ships were and the aliens themselves um i we were watching this with my kids in the other room and the sound design on the alien snarling and kind of um chasing down somebody in one of the scenes and i was like man that's i like that that's pretty good they don't look yeah, the- too cheesy the sound design was was very good. It's it's definitely a movie where the uh, the sum of the parts was greater than the whole. <laughs> Correct. And I would imagine it would have been more enjoyable, at least on my end, especially had seen in the theater. I probably would have been a little yes, more hyped up with I all the with that. dramatics of a movie theater. <clears throat> all right, Jeff. Here is the big big question. We have done two reviews so far. Uh, Superman, uh, the original Christopher Reeve, uh, Donner Superman, is currently sitting at number one. And sitting at number two is the brand new Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson flick. Which have you seen, Black Widow? I have. Did you I like have. it? I paid for the Disney Premier Access so I could see it. I actually really enjoyed it. You know, I mean, it's any issues that people have with it are typical of I think Marvel. Yeah. Movies, you know, of of not, you know, no big stakes and all the, um, you know, little nitpicks that people have, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but they don't tend to bother me a ton. Yeah. So uh, Those... I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a different type of movie for the MCU, very much less. I mean, there was obviously superhero stuff. They're falling out of the sky on giant, you know, rocket ships right. chasing each other and stuff. So there's there's a lot of that stuff. 30, 30 minute um, falls from exploding. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But no, you know, not as much of like the, you know, Thanos and monsters and all that right. kind of stuff. So um, I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really good. I, really I, I did have all the same similar nitpicks. Um, I think my bigger issue was I felt the, the movie was 10 years too late. I just. Oh, that, that is definitely its biggest fault for sure. So, uh, but no, I, yeah, I did. I really enjoyed, uh, uh, like I said, like I said in my review of market, what I really want now is a. Uh, Red Guardian spinoff that's just 
I yes. could watch David Harbour play that character for many movies. I don't even care how bad it is. Just put him as that character and I'll watch it. Well, I've seen some fans theorize that with, I don't know if, have you watched the Loki show? Yes, we just, we just recently finished that. Okay, so like all the splits with the timelines and everything, and then with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and like the fake Captain America played by, I haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's the only thing one I haven't watched. Um, but uh, with Wyatt Russell's character of the, the fake Captain America, essentially not fake, but you know what I right. mean, like the not, not Chris Evans' Captain America. Right. Maybe there's some backstory that we haven't exactly heard about how their paths crossed because like they mentioned it multiple times in black widow red guardians run in with captain america right there's got to be something there marvel plans all this stuff out years in advance there's simply no right. way they would let that just he's his contemporary be. yeah peers. so <laughs> i love that there's got to be something else there and i hope i hope there is but we'll see all right so with all that being said where would you rank that movie. I think I would have to put this as high as number three. <laughs> Those three. <laughs> I uh, I am going to follow suit and also put it at number three. Um, I'm interested to see where it lands further in the list. I'm I'm afraid because it is a little early, it'll probably stay closer to the bottom. But I'd be more interested to see if somewhere somebody goes, you know, I actually really like that movie. Can we move that up? <laughs> so. Yeah. And there's like even movies like like a Black Widow. You know, even though there's, I feel like that's a movie where, depending on who you are, you can find something about that movie that you really love. Right. You know, Superman, you can find something about that movie that you really love. Right. With Cowboys and Aliens, you know, I think you can find a lot of stuff that you like, but nothing about it that you really love. And yep. I think that's what, what would hold it back. Well, sir, I appreciate having you on. Would you be interested in coming back and reviewing another movie down the line? Absolutely. All right. Sounds good. Uh, as always, uh, check back a new episode every Wednesday. And thank you again for joining us, Jeff. No problem. Anytime. Yeah.